Ready? Here we go. Different points of view and highs and lows. A new perspective everywhere you go. Open up your mind, drown out the noise, and see if this connected. And see if this connected. What's up, fam? The mission of this connected podcast is to connect generations and situations about faith, life, and whatever comes along the way. To not necessarily agree, but be listened to. These conversations, of course, highlight the perspective of our various guests, and you are always welcome to agree or even disagree. But as always, we hope that it is done in charity. Now, here's your host, Catholic.Dad. What's up, Tony? What's up? How are you? I'm good. How are you? Good. How was your year? Um, you know... (laughs) I mean, it was a year. You know what, Tony? I think this is our very last episode of the year. Yeah. So what a year. What a year. Coming out of the pan, pan, panda bear? Uh, it's, yeah, it is it is what it is. And um, this is our last episode of the year. Yeah. And what an amazing year. What mm-hmm. an amazing year. But you know what? We're not by ourselves today. We are not. And look at that. Who is that? <gasps> who are you? <laughs> and by the way, fam, on this last episode of the year, Tony and I are actually guests on our episode. On That's this right. very last episode, we are the guest on the podcast because we have no one other than our psychologist friend who's going to be our host. Be our host for this mm-hmm. episode on um on whatever we're going to talk about. <laughs> You know, at least I. You know, honestly, fam. Um, if you're listening to this, we do have a um, something to talk about. We're going to talk about um, high notes of of this Advent season, what we've been doing, what we've been trying to do, and um, reflect on our on our Advent. Some of us have traditions on Advent. Some of us absolutely don't have traditions of Advent. We want to share about that. A little bit of the highs about Christmas. Uh, right now, it's uh, post-Christmas. So, actually, we're releasing. This is Christmas. Merry Christmas, Merry everyone. Christmas. Merry Christmas. And um, and so, we're going to be talking about Christmas, you know, things that we, we do, um, how Mass was, how traumatized we were at Mass. Uh, <laughs> And then, and then we're going to talk about a little bit something serious during these holidays. Something serious about how we celebrate families and things like that. You know, what we are here with fam. And then we're going to have a little special treat at the very end that we hope that you guys will celebrate with us on um, how to celebrate the next year, the coming year. Uh, and we're going to talk about that at the end of the episode. So, let us introduce ourselves. Hi. Oh wait, this camera. Hi, I'm Tony. Hi, I'm Arnell. I'm Bethany. Yes. I don't know where to look. It's this camera three. <laughs> camera Which three. Do we look at? <laughs> what, what it's a, like a Disney princess. <laughs> one of the things that we try to do is, uh, as you've noticed, this whole this whole year, Tony has put us on YouTube, and so we've been yeah. trying to get more camera angles here, and now we have we have three cameras. And from going from one 
camera to three cameras, we absolutely don't know where to look at. So, but you know what? You know what? Eventually, we'll master this, and then we'll just be able to not focus on the cameras like actual podcasters should be able to do. And what we were planning on next year is we're actually going to hopefully go live and do a couple of live shows. Yes, and we're going to get an actual studio. We're going to buy a whole um, place to rent out of, and we're going to have a formal studio. Well, maybe. In the name Uh, of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. um, And then we're going to be traveling. We're going to be traveling to a couple of places. It's a goal. (laughs) We're going to have a Cancun episode. Um, Maybe a Colorado Springs episode. Maybe. Anything goes. Anything goes. And and so, what else? What else did... It's a recap of... Well, no, we're going to do another recap of next year. But um, right now, what we're going to be talking about are high notes of doing our Advent. Now, I, I you know, oh, you're supposed to be. No. You're doing such a wonderful job, oh. though. Ah, thank you. I am the most talkative person here. I'm also the shyest person of the group. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We had a, we went to a conference, speaking of this year, in February, and uh I was like expecting Arnell to go and speak to every single person and leave me by myself, but he was actually nice and he he stayed with me and didn't talk to strangers. Because I was nervous. Me. You know how shy I am. No, you did it out of act of kindness. We both know. And we did a podcast episode there. Mm-hmm. I don't uh, know what several. episode. Yeah, <laughs> Just, yeah. yeah. I don't know what happened, but yeah, we did a podcast episode. We had Michael Mar- Mar- Marsh Mar- Mar- Martian. <laughs> anyway. I'm gonna drink my coffee. (laughs) All right. So, Advent, you know, um, fam, if you guys are listening to this, obviously you've already um, passed Advent and you are in the Christmas octave. Um, But Advent for me, I don't know about you guys, growing up was really non existent. It wasn't, it wasn't, something that my family um, ever celebrated. It, we, we didn't go through the Advent. We were a Lenten family, mm-hmm. and um, that was pretty much it. Our, our event for Advent was pretty much expectation of Christmas and Christmas presents, and then that was it. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and because we're Filipino, it was like the Simbangabi. Mm-hmm. You know, as everybody went to Mass and not singing the Gloria, there goes the Filipinos. You know, singing the Gloria on Simbanga B. Because we can. Because we got an indult from a long, long time ago from a pope. No longer lives. Anyways, I think you have a history of cheese on that. But <laughs> but yeah, that's Simbanga B. Nine-day novena to our Blessed Mother um, before she gives birth to our Lord Jesus Christ. What does that mean? Well, Simbanga B was not was not um, Simbangabi. The whole thing with Simbangabi came after 1972. Here goes the history. Um, before 1970s, in the 1970s, um, Simbangabi was just called Misa de Gallo, which was the rooster mass. It was it was a mass right before the rooster crowed. Um, because back in the day when we used to be a colony of Spain, and actually this came from Mexico. It was a Mexican tradition. Uh, and what happened there was that a lot of the farmers 
who all, all of us were uh, serfs. We were indentured servants of lands. And so we would all go to work in the farms before the sun went up. And during the Christmas time, well, we never got to go to Mass because when do they have Mass? During the daytime. Mm-hmm. So they, uh, Pope gave it a special indult to have uh, a Mass before the sun rose, and it was Misa de Gallo for the farmers. And so because we never usually got to go to Mass, they gave the indult to be able to celebrate it with a Gloria. So it's the only time that the Gloria is sung during Advent is during that Misa de Gallo. Well, if you know the history of the Philippines in the 72, we declared martial law, and you could not be out at night or before sunup. So um, the the time for curfew, I think, uh, I forgot what the time of the curfew. So the mass then became only in the evening, like at 6 or 7 o'clock. And then you would have, that's why they called it Simbangabi, which is church at night. And so that's where it originated. And so there's a couple of churches here that that celebrate the actual time, which is like at 5 a.m. in the morning. And that's Sacred Heart in Rancho Cucamonga. They have uh, Misa de Gallo. They don't have Simbangabi because it's in the morning. They have Misa de Gallo. And then all the other churches in our diocese have it during 7 o'clock in the evening. Mm -hmm. Good food. Mm -hmm. If you don't come for the Mass, come for the food. (laughs) <laughs> but you should come for Jesus. Yeah. Spiritual food. Spiritual food. Like, oh, I went to, shout out to Bryant Rivas and some of the other guys, but I know Bryant. He was uh, ordained to the transitional diaconate. Mm-hmm. I went to the, the it's actually the, my very first time. My very first time to go to an ordination, transitional uh, diaconate ordination in the Diocese of San Bernardino. And I tell you, it was an experience. What was it like? <laughs> yeah, well, why'd you say it that way? Well, first of all, I was so excited because you know how hard it is to park. It was at Sacred Heart and Rancho. You know how hard it is to get parking over there. So mm-hmm. I'm, I'm driving in, and and that very first area, where like Father Ben and like the big wig priest get to park. That was closed off. They had security guards there with guns. <clears throat> it was awkward. And then there's a next part after that, if you know Sacred Heart, there's another section. Mm-hmm. And there was another security guard there and the parking lot was blocked. So I'm following. I knew that I needed to park in the back end where all the common people are, regular lay people. And the guy, the security guard waves me in. And I'm like, no, I passed it. And he opens it up, and he waves me in to park there. And I'm like, oh, how nice. There must be space in there. Come to find out, all the other people coming out of their cars were priests. Mm-hmm. The guy thought, because I was wearing a black sweater. Mm-hmm. And yeah. you were alone. And I was alone, and I was bald, and I was driving a Prius. Must be a priest. <laughs> <laughs> What's the correlation there? It's it's a really you know priestly kind of car, except Very that, humble. Yeah, except for the, all the other priests that were younger were driving all these muscle cars. Uh, you know, not calling out anyone, Father Manny. But, um, <laughs> but, but yeah, and then, you know, the, the church was packed. But, you know, I'm going to say this, and some of you are going to hate me for it, but there is just way too much clapping. I know it's a celebration, Bright. I know it was your day. But there was just so much 
um, what's wrong clapping? Applause and you know it wasn't it wasn't enough that there was applause, but there in the there was the hooting. You know, it's kind of like the hollering. And the hollering, the was hooting it? and hollering. It was like graduation. Towards the end. Of no, it was all throughout. It was like oh, okay. they were, you know, it was like, and there's so and so, and they were like big, huge applause, and then like woo, and I was like, <laughs> all right, well, that's the way it goes. I'm sure it was like, you know, felt awkward, but yeah. Oh, on that note, host, what do you what do you think? <laughs> I think it's beautiful. Every, I thought it was funny. Didn't we learn that the the phrase transitional diaconate is actually not a, a quote unquote thing? <laughs> that it's go. all just a the diaconate. diaconate. And why do they? Why do we say then transitional diaconate? That's what I want to know. Yeah. Um, because there's the permanent diaconate. Which is also not a thing. Yeah. <laughs> um, and those are the ones who are married and um, and have, I guess they're married and have wives, uh, versus <laughs> married and not have wives, so those are widowed. But they're, they're not going to be priests. They're just going to be permanently diac- de- deacons. And these guys, the transitional diaconate deacons, um, they'll become priests maybe next year or the year after. Mm-hmm. That's Bryant. Praying for him. These four gentlemen, four men, men of God, are going to be priests. So mm-hmm. that's why they're transitional. Because a permanent deacon can become a priest later on, correct? Yeah, later Even on. if they're widowed, they still have that opportunity. And which is very interesting, and I hope there's a priest who was divorced um, who is now a priest. We should have him on the podcast. We have a couple of priests in, in, in the diocese who are married, divorced, and married. Married, divorced, and priest. Married, widowed, and priest. Interesting. So hopefully they'll come on the show. How did this come out to be Advent? <laughs> I, I don't know. know. I just, <laughs> I'm just getting occupied with the switcher, the camera switcher. I'm just letting you talk while I switch, and it's just Jody's fun. having fun with us. I'm having so much fun. So. We have, so, a, we how have was, an agenda, but it would... Yeah. How was your Advent? Um, how was our Advent? You know, you know, going back to what you were saying earlier about how we tend to be more Lenten people, that was what I realized before Advent this year. Um, that I feel like with Ad, with Lent, you know, we pray, we give alms. We fast on Fridays. We fast. And abstain from meat. Exactly. And it's like, Plus. to me, I guess, upon further reflection, I realized I was just checking off, off boxes in Lent. And then when it came to Advent, you know, I think sometimes we get so inundated with the Christmas gifts and getting prepared for celebrating Christmas. I forget that we're actually supposed to be, we're in a season of Mm -hmm. preparation spiritually as well because we are meditating on Christ's historical coming, but we're also, we're preparing for his second coming. And so um, I bought this book and the name escapes me because this is how my advent went. (laughs) And I started off, it started off really well because it was like supposed to be a journal, like a journaling reflection throughout each season. 
each week had a different theme, like you're meditating on Mary as your mother, and the second week was St. Joseph as your father. I don't even know what the third and fourth week weeks were because I stopped. Got so busy. And I realized that journaling is not a preferred activity for me. And, I mean, it was a wonderful book, and I know other people are using it faithfully or mm -hmm. have used it faithfully, but it wasn't for me. So what I started doing was I'm like, okay, well, um, I remember going to confession, and he, the priest asked me, well, do you read the Bible every day? And I was like, no, I don't. Then he's like, you know what the easiest way of reading, the, like how to read the Bible every day is like just read the gospel every day. So I started doing that because I realized that's what speaks to me. That's a preferred, a preferred form of prayers. So I started doing that and meditating on the gospel, doing a altered form of Lexio Divina. <laughs> <laughs> which, is, which is really interesting because I send... I send out a scripture verse or verses yeah. um, every morning. It's kind of like, what you know, the, the whole thing with Father Larry uh, says, you know, um, Bible before breakfast and Bible mm. before bed. And so uh, I've gone into the practice of, of reading that scripture. And sometimes it is from, from you know, from the gospel or from the, re the daily readings. And then I send that to to people and hope that that um, that they can reflect on that as well. You know, someone asked me, "Well, why don't you just post it?" And I'm like, oh. then it becomes a chore. So now mm -hmm. it's become a chore because now I post it on Instagram. Mm -hmm. But you know, there are some people who really like it. And they say, "You they know, do. thank you for 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 posting that because I never really reflected on that." So what what I always like to do. As you said, you know, reflect on on scripture daily. Is when I read a cer certain portion, it's just what we practice in CMFP is what stood out for you. Mm -hmm. And if you've been reading all of those, then you probably pretty much when someone sends you the the scripture verse that stood out for you, it's like you can basically trend how their days are are going by what what stands out for them in, in scripture verses. So. Do you want to hear something odd? And I don't know if this is just like a form of spiritual warfare that I've experienced, but sometimes when I do things like that, like, well, what stood out to you? Like, I don't know. It's just, I feel like sometimes I'm like, do I? I start thinking, like, am I really taking my faith seriously? Because I'm just making it personal and mm -hmm. all about me. You know, and I'm like, I think that's just spiritual warfare. And it, it could be, you know, there's there's a there's a priest friend of mine who says, um, who always points out that you know when you just post one scripture verse, then um, you should actually just read the entire verse, so you know who you are. It's like, it's like stop raining on my parade. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like, I just want to post one scripture verse because. Mm -hmm. Posting the entire thing is is too long, but there have been times where I posted. And it's like, man, I just posted the entire thing. He's trying to play footsies <laughs> with me. Um, Stop uh, touching my feet. Sir? You're married, and so am I. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, and I don't have socks and shoes on, so I was like, wait, 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 wait. I was uncomfortable. Can I make 
Can I put this on the record? He put his foot in my... This is my bubble right here. Mm -hmm. His foot was on this side, so I was mm -hmm. stretching out my foot, and that's what happened. Mm -hmm. <laughs> on that note, Tony, how's your advent going? Yeah. <laughs> uh, free of footsies. Um, Until today. <laughs> um, <laughs> I think the way I would describe mine is we had a adoration night uh, a few days ago at the time of this recording, and um, I had this convert. I had this message in my in prayer. This idea of repair to prepare. Prepare. Repair to prepare. Repair, uh, repair to prepare. What I mean by that is that um, in order for us to prepare for God's coming, we need to be able to freely go to Him regularly, um, and that's in our sickness, in our in our wounds, and so forth. And for me, that's kind of where I'm at right now in my Advent season and my spiritual journey is um, being able to go back to God. Uh, easily um mm -hmm. with my weaknesses and my um issues and and so forth and my brokenness is to mm -hmm. be able to come to him he's the great healer uh the repairer um and that's kind of my way of preparing for his second coming is the game that going back to god the father um easily i'm mm -hmm. um, going and seeking out jesus's healing um yeah so that's kind of where i'm at i'm like gain my my prayer life back in order Tony speaks so eloquently and i'm like man i just love when he talks and i'm here like babbling idiot yeah. but he's and like I'm, <laughs> and i'm so tangential it's like oh look oh look there's a bird he's concise i hate him <laughs> i hate it i hate it and i'm all over the place <clears throat> but one of the things that, that touched me when when um when you just said that, is you know you, you mentioned you know getting ready for his second coming, um, and so you know I, I teach a confirmation class, and what what I challenged them to to do during the Advent was not prepare for the birth of Christ, mm -hmm. but but to prepare for their death, mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. and it was like the, all, all the young <laughs> guys was like what. It's like, <laughs> And I could I could hear a couple of the kids. Well, Thomas, is he preparing us for us to die? <laughs> you know what's so hilarious is um, in the chosen book in your journey toward confirmation by ascension. Uh, for Con One, we use that book, and every every year that chapter falls on this month. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, that's a beautiful thing because we're preparing for second the second coming, where you have to prepare. We have to think of our death. Um, so that's so funny. <laughs> great minds, great yeah. minds. And, and it was so cool because when, once I told them that if if you knew that that Jesus' second coming was going to happen, you would prepare for your death mm -hmm. because you are going to right. die and and go with him. And where do you want to go with him to heaven? And so, what do you need to do when you're preparing for your death? I mean, mm -hmm. if you had a chance, I remember I remember telling someone how how do you want to die? Do you want just that? you know, fall asleep and then die or, you know, have yes. a massive heart attack and die. And I'm like, no, uh, no I, I just want to die like a, a couple of my friends who died. Um, God rest their soul. But, you know, it was, they had time. You know, yes, it was a painful, lingering death, you know, the process. But they had time to prepare themselves. And I'm like, God, Lord, give me that. Let me, 
Let me suffer, but let me prepare myself and let me say goodbyes. And and so when we look at Advent, we look at joy, peace, hope. All of that is part of preparing yourself for the second coming and preparing yourself to go with him. You know, put on your Nike sneakers and your blue um, uh, sweatsuits and go to sleep so the media... Oh, no, that's a different cult. What? I'm just kidding. It's like, some of you guys who are older remember that cult. You know, they all committed suicide. Yeah, they all killed themselves. Yeah, that went off on the wrong end. It started what? off good. It was really good. Yeah, but if you guys want to see, um, you know, I'm, I'm going to refer you to to um, the YouTube video that I I shared with with my students, my confirmants, and it's the one by Father Mike on how to prepare. For Advent, it's a different take on Advent, preparing for the birth of Christ, but actually preparing for the, His second coming, mm-hmm. which therefore prepare yourself for death, which is not a bad thing. You know, remember, you know, we're we're not we're not you know Sadducees because we believe in a resurrection, and they don't. That's mm-hmm. why it's sad. You see, <laughs> oh, is that an Ascension video that you're talking about? Yeah, it's an essential oh, okay. video with uh, Father Mike Schmitz. Yeah, cool. Yeah. Well, so that's stuff. how I, I've been doing. Actually, my Advent is is preparing for that, which uh, which it's really hard because then there's that section of atoning and mm-hmm. making amends and making peace with the people who hurt you or you've hurt. That's hard. Mm-hmm. I remember, I think I posted something. It's like, what's the biggest sin? And you said that the biggest sin is a sin against the Holy Spirit. And um, biggest sin is, yeah, sin against the Holy Spirit, which is not forgiving. Yeah. It's not being able to forgive. Uh, it's not asking for forgiveness, but it's actually forgiving the other person. I think that's the biggest sin. Not lust, not murder, but not forgiving. Still working on that. So if you're actually listening to this episode and I hurt you in a certain way, maybe this is an out. Um, I am so sorry for showing you more of me and less of Christ. So you think it's going to work? No, it's not. <laughs> it's not. <laughs> wow. I love it. Yeah. Well, now we're in this joyful season of Christmas. Oh, yeah. What's your most favorite part of Christmas? Huh. By the way, I can't find your presents. I put it away in here you, somewhere. Can I just tell you what it is? You already gave me a present. No, but can I just tell you what it is? Okay. I'm scared. Yeah, your chicken sucks. Love it. For us to take the family photo. Yep. Chicken sucks. Yes. I got everyone chicken socks. You are what you eat. Chickens. Chickens. Chicken socks. All right. I don't know what my favorite thing is. Um, honestly, I get sad in Christmas. <laughs> I get let's, let's talk about Where, where let's talk about the joy? We're going to talk about that because <laughs> we'll do. Yeah. Let's, let's start with you, Bethany, Sorry. about... Sorry, no one was answering it, so... We just started talking about chicken socks, so... He's like, let's just jump to the next let's item on the, the list. No, no, we got to hear with joy. We're, we're Christmas right now, okay? We just went to Mass... You know, we went to the five o'clock mass at St. Mary's where the homily was a little play, 
background performed by little kids. And the song that was sung was, Mary, did you know that your baby boy? Mm-hmm. Yeah, heresy. Um, not really, but just really bad theology. Can we just start over? Joyce. <laughs> episode's off the No, but, but yeah, it's like... Um, how many of you guys go to Midnight Mass? Have, have you gone to Midnight Mass? I've gone to Midnight Mass. Yeah, I've it's... gone. I love Midnight Mass, except I don't like it when it's bilingual. Is that bad for me? To yes. Say we have trilingual in my previous parish. Is that bad of me to, to yes, say it? Yes, it is. It's... No, but how, it's how do you do how do you how do you do it when you're in your old parish? How did you do trilingual? Um the lector was proclaiming it in one language and then it was projected. Okay. So it wasn't read twice. Correct, yeah. And the homily was read twice or proclaimed? It, it, it was twice, three times. So I guess it's, I should say the mass was trilingual when it came to readings, but the homily was bilingual. So it was, yeah, okay. English and then Spanish. I, I think that's that's... You know that's why if if we went to a midnight mass, I always like to choose one that has is is just one language, either or. It's just as long as it's just one language, because it just midnight mass is already long enough. <laughs> but um, I don't know. It's one of the most joyful things when I was in the Philippines. And this is joyful. Was going to midnight mass. I mean, everyone because it was a Catholic country, and. Mm-hmm. Everyone was out. I mean, everyone was out, and everyone went to mass, and it was all in one language, English. Um, yes, mass in the Philippines is in English. <laughs> it's the common language. <laughs> and and then afterwards. Oh my gosh! Sorry. <laughs> Don't worry. I'll, I'll cut. You. I'll cut to us. I'll cut to us. And you have the video on you, literally. No. <laughs> Anyways, afterwards, after midnight mass in the Philippines, it's like desserts. We just have desserts. It's like you eat desserts. So after midnight mass one year, we used to have the Sisters of Mercy, uh, Our Lady of the Assumption, and they were Irish. So then afterwards, we went into their house, and then they had Irish beer. And that was like, I took one sip of that and was like, you know... I don't think I can have any more because I don't think I will be able to drive if I take another sip. <laughs> you those Irish Catholics. <laughs> they were the best. Yeah. I miss them. It's like, I wonder why they're no longer there. Just kidding. <laughs> I ran out of beer. <laughs> I ran out of beer. I, I do miss, I do miss, uh, you know, having sisters that are, that are local in your, in your parish yeah. community. It's, it's so cool. Because I think that there needs to be a balance. Mm -hmm. You know, we talk about how men and women complement each other. Just the sisters just brought their gifts to the parish. And I thought it was just so beautiful how it balanced out. I don't know. So what else? Joyful Christmases. What else? Don't ask me. This is so sad. Like, why can't we say what is joyful about Christmas? (laughs) You know, it's... Um, growing up, it was always anticipation of all the food that you didn't get to have. And I think um, the reason why, like, r- right now, like, like um, 
Christmas sometimes is a little blah is because there is a lack of anticipation. Um, growing up, anticipation for Christmas was getting those presents that you know you never got all year. And, you know, you, you only usually got presents specific times in the year. Your birthday, uh, clothes before school, and then Christmas. But now it's like, you know, they're constantly arriving at your doorstep mm. from Amazon. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and you can buy anything you want. It wasn't like the old days. And you you could you only got to eat specialty foods during that time but i think now you know the i think the world is so we're so spoiled with with opportunities to have anything that we want that we can have all those things at any time that we want to um so i think i think for me on top of that I'm always, like, with my family, mm -hmm. like, always with my family. So it's not like a, oh, you know how you see your family and you all gather? Well, usually it's just my immediate family and then my paternal grandmother who comes. So it's nothing, like, too unusual for mm -hmm. us. It's very common. And I think, you know what, now that we're talking about it, I think I this period is, like, vacation time. And so I'm for some of us, for some of us, yeah. Sorry, <laughs> if you work in education, it's vacation time for the next two weeks. Mm -hmm. I grew up in education. My family, they were mm -hmm. educators, so we always had this time off. So when I realized that not everybody has this time off, I'm like, you're right. There's a whole world out there outside of the education field. Mm -hmm. um, sorry, guys. Um, anyway, but I think I'm so consumed. I'm preoccupied with work that I think I have to re like really look at my priorities because I think my mind is focused on the secular world and not in heaven. That's true. We do we do tend to get preoccupied um, with everything about us mm -hmm. instead of everything about him. Um, so, but you know, going on on our next part part. Um, you know, for, for many people, uh, holidays, especially during Christmas, is a pretty tough time. Mm -hmm. you know, I, I used to do um, EAP, employee assistance, and working in a hospital. Um, that was the time when you had many employees come to you because they're going through difficult times. Mm -hmm. it's, uh, holidays are, are diff difficult time, you know. I'm I'm one of them that that you know, holidays are a difficult time. You remember, you remember parents who have passed, um, hurts from families. Mm -hmm. um, you know, a lot of times when people say, "Oh, you got a large family," it's like, "Oh yeah," but you know, when large families get large, which means that they all grow up and they all have their own children, which means they have all their own in-laws, you don't really get time to get together because everybody has their own families. Mm -hmm. And so uh, looking at myself in the past, and it was just us, you know, there's eight of us. You know, when we got together, we all got together because no one was married because <laughs> it was a large family. But then came, now everybody has their own families, and their children have their own families, so everyone just gathers mm -hmm. together. 
to have us all gathered together for Christmas would be like a family reunion kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So that's that's kind of the sad thing, is you don't really see family anymore during holidays because you have your own family. It's kind of like if you guys you have you go you gather. It's like with your parents, and your siblings, and maybe our grand grandmother, but it's not with all the other cousins because. And that's how I think we progressed. Sometimes it's sad. Plus, and then I think that some people, even though they may have large families, they still have that feeling of loneliness. So I think the holiday season can evoke, yeah, this feeling of loneliness because of this societal expectation that we have placed on these holidays. Yeah. Like on Christmas and then New Year's, and then I think COVID really exacerbated. Yeah that i i think one of one of the things that uh for some people it's really difficult during christmas is because we're so commercialized mm-hmm. yeah. i remember telling my daughters i i never want them to ever get me christmas presents it's always um these kind of things with popsicle sticks or my christmas presents which are usually made the night before like, really great effort on these love them but they're the ones that I, I keep. Those are the ones I cherish. And I think I, I, I look at that because growing up, uh, you know, in a very material world, you know, growing up not the most wealthy or comfortable family, you always looked at your cousins and friends who were like, oh, they got, they got bikes and you got a T-shirt. And, and so it was always, you know, remembrance of, of how – Sometimes holidays were difficult times because, mm-hmm. you know, and you saw your parents who tried and struggled to try to get something. Your mom tried to get you something. But, you know, you knew she tried and you, you like, shared. It's like, oh, yeah, I'm happy. But, you know, you're really wanting something. Mm-hmm. But you never wanted to say it because you don't want your parents to, like, try to get you that, which you know that they won't or can't. So I, I really have a, a, a heart for um, – some people in our community who who don't have and and I tell you one one of the things that's that's so for me at least for me it's so cruel is when you have um like you know when we have church events and then they're giving away gifts mm-hmm. and they invite the kids to come up and get a free gift I think that's so cruel mm-hmm. it's kind of like I am like I know everyone has a good heart but you know it's kind of like put little kids on display oh let's bring up the little poor kids who don't have anything here I, <laughs> it's like that's so sad just give it to them anonymously and say here you know drop it off at their doorstep and says here mm-hmm. don't don't put them up on stage and you know, say, hey, here's some here's some gifts for you, uh, you know, because I, I, sometimes I hear that at, at at church and make that announcement. You know, we're giving away free gifts, so come down. I'm like, hey, hmm. yeah. So I I never try to 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 do that. It's like just give it to them, you know, mm-hmm. quietly. Because I think that's one thing, as my mom said, that's one thing that you can't ever, the one thing you, you should not take away from a person is their dignity. Mm-hmm. Never take away their dignity. Uh, never shame them for being poor um, because they're not. So, mm-hmm. well, that was a downer, wasn't it? 
I think also... She's diagnosing me. No, I'm... (laughs) People... You know what? I get so insecure when people introduce me as a psychologist. (laughs) We've noticed. I'm like, please don't say that. Like, no, I'm not. No, I'm not. No, I'm not. (laughs) Even though I'm a school psychologist. Yes, I am. But... (laughs) No, I'm not. Like, all my friends are psychologists and they look at me and then they pa- they do this pause and they look at me and say, like, don't even do that. <laughs> yeah. I think for like people around our age, when all, when other difficulty that they may experience is uh, being single, that uh, we feel that there's this pressure to have a significant other especially during these times. And then it's like, you know, Thanksgiving, Christmas, everybody gathers. And then it's like, ¿Y tu novio? ¿Y tu novia? <laughs> you know, and your boyfriend, where's your boyfriend? Where's your girlfriend? And then it's like, well, how do you broach that topic? And then people who have a, dif- you know, who are experiencing, you know, who are struggling with that feeling. Mm-hmm. Why are you looking at me, Tony? You want to say something? <laughs> Tony's like smiling. <laughs> Stop. Father Tomas is sending me reels as he keeps doing. Wait, how come he's not sending me reels? Bethany, you can continue. But, you know, so it's like, well, how do we navigate those conversations? Because then it's just like another, you know, strike <laughs> in my wounded heart. And you're just, you know. I, I, I know where you're coming from, you know, because... Uh, you know, 27 years ago, that was me. <laughs> yeah, you, know, you have that uncle, you have that aunt, and says, oh, you have your house. Uh, how come you're not getting married? Mm-hmm. And then they start thinking things about you. Mm-hmm. And you're like, well, you know, just haven't found the right person. Um, so Then yeah. it's like, but I'm happy. At, you know, I'm doing A, B, and C. Like, I'm really working on myself or something. I don't know. So what we're basically saying is don't let anyone push you into into saying that you need to find someone right away or mm-hmm. or that you are less than mm-hmm. because you're not. Exactly. You have a community mm-hmm. of young adults if you're looking for one. <laughs> yeah. It's one of the St. Oscar Romero. It's called Surrender. 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 But I think it's, you know, Christmas. I think every season has its ups and downs, just like this year. 2022. Mm. Can you believe that it's over? 2022. What I like to do at the beginning of each year is there's a word in saint generator. So it's like this is your word of the year and this is your saint of the year. And so for 2022, my word of the year was balance. And I was like, what? What is that? Oh, my goodness. Was this year about balancing for me? You know, the first half of the year was balancing working, ministry, and getting married. <laughs> I was like, where does that word come from? <laughs> so it was a lot. And then, like, the latter half of the year, I'm like, okay, cool. You know, the wedding planning is done, you know, but then it's balancing a new site at my job, get, being newly married, <laughs> which is a learning experience, and it still is a learning experience, and just everyday life, 
So it was just a lot of balancing. And I'm like, okay, Lord, I see what you're doing there. So throughout my prayer life, it was like, okay, Lord, please help me balance all of my obligations because I'm really struggling. And then um, my saint of the year was St. John Utes. And I've never heard of this saint prior to January 1st. <laughs> and so I, you know, I researched him and he had a strong devotion to the sacred heart of Jesus and the immaculate heart of Mary. And it's so funny because I also have a strong devotion to the sacred heart of Jesus. And one of my prayers, you know, when I'm struggling is just, let me just rest in your most sacred heart, Jesus. <laughs> and so it's just quite remarkable that something is, I don't know, it's just this generator, this word generator, the saint generator, it seems so arbitrary. Yeah. But a God can work through that. And I believe he truly did throughout that this whole year with balancing in St. John. It's just quite remarkable the influence it had and what God knew what he mm-hmm. was doing. What about you? What about you? Oh, yeah. What about you? What about you? What about you? <laughs> <laughs> uh, what was my word in St.? I dropped my phone. Now his father took Moscow to send me texts. Um I had St. John Chrysostom. is that how you say it? I have no idea. (laughs) Anyway, uh, he's the patron saint. What camera are we on? He's the patron saint of preaching. And then my word was evangelize. Um, And yeah, I I, I feel like I'm trying to find new ways to do so, to evangelize, to to preach um, God's word. And um, I feel like... That's what the year has been very challenging to try to find that because we we started still in the lockdown and making our way to um, where we are now. And um, I feel like it's been like me this this whole year is me trying to figure out how to give talks again in person (laughs) and feel comfortable again Um, because... Oh my gosh! I remember. Was it the Sacred Heart talk? Was, yeah, you I, looked nervous. Yeah, there was. There's quite a few talks. Like, oh my gosh, One Life LA, but like, um, where I just it didn't feel normal, and I think I'm barely getting to the place where um, it's starting to feel normal. Like even doing the the retreat in September, um, you know, I don't feel like I'm I'm fully there. So, you know, uh. I'm hoping for 2023 to be that that year where I can fulfill that and, you know, let the Holy Spirit work through me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Well, well, you are now. Oh, if that wasn't normal for you, then I... Wow. <laughs> <laughs> you know, my, my word, my, my word for 2022 was invest. Mm. Um, and, and it was interesting because... Um, well, I, I've I've always thought that that was that's what um, we do as as youth ministers. But one of the things that we always focus on is a, is accompaniment and um, but getting that word invest really had me thinking. Okay, how am I investing in family? How am I investing in in people? And how am I investing in my faith? Um, and so, actually, just that word um, allowed me actually to take my CMFP classes a little bit more seriously, mm. and actually read the actual books more intensely. 
um, and uh, read a few more books um, that helped me uh, realize what investing uh, meant. Mm-hmm. Um, so, um, book recommendation: um, Father Richard Rohr, uh, "Falling Upward." Uh, really excellent book. Uh, if you're looking at spiritual direction, uh, type of book. Um, my saint was um, actually it was uh, continued to be Saint Augustine, uh, and if you know his story, then you know my story. So, we'll see, leave, leave that. your saint chose you, Arnold. Yeah, yeah you. I was like, what's she talking about? <laughs> but, <laughs> but you're right. Um, my saint chose me. So that was my word. And hopefully, you know, one of the blessings in that word invest allowed me to truly uh, invest in people and relationships. Um, I had a career change this year. So, mm-hmm. and um, hopefully by the end of this year, I will be discerning retirement, mm-hmm. <laughs> investing more in something else. Mm-hmm. I have a few ideas on where you can invest. In. So, <laughs> save that for off mic yeah. um, for him to pray about it Yeah, but it will no longer be invest is mm. the next word for the next year so I just sent you oops I literally oh my goodness I cannot I'm choking you want me to cut, cut away from you falling. I'll cut away from you cut away from you <laughs> <laughs> he is like loving this, I, this is so much fun <laughs> I, I just sent you both the link for the word Oh, is that why my phone's yeah, going off? that's why. Okay, okay. we're going to find our word for Oh, no, year. I muted the chat, so I didn't get it. <laughs> but, yeah, what? no, I got it, but not the notification. You ready? Is everybody there? Wait, which one are we doing? The word. The word? Wow. Okay, you did it already? Yeah. Okay. I'm nervous. <laughs> oh! Wow. Oh! Okay, Tony, do yours. That's scary. Do mine? Yeah. Um, I got the, the awesome song. Let me switch the camera too. Uh, it's called, um, it's the same people that did Don't Stop Believing. I got Journey. Oh, okay. I don't know what Journey. That means. Okay, Arnell, what is yours? Mine is Release. Oh. Uh-oh. Journey, Release. Hmm. Fiat. No. Nope. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> better, do, na- better, ask mine. <laughs> better ask her now. <laughs> what? Fiat. Her is Fiat. Yeah. Yes. To say yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. Oh my goodness. I wonder what Laura's going to ask you for. I'm, ner- I'm nervous. That makes me nervous. Mm. <laughs> okay. Right. Who's your saint? Okay. I'm screenshotting that one. Oh, let me screenshot mine too. Saint Bridget of Sweden. Patronage of Europe and widows. <laughs> Joe. <laughs> this is gonna... Can we just redo this? Look at it again. Got St. Andrew Avellino. St. Andrew of Avellino. Is he the patron of? Against. What? Apoxalixy? <laughs> what is that? Apoplexy. Against strokes, against sudden death. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> yeah, St. Andrew. Now, now I'm afraid. <laughs> Wait, for a holy death, 
and stroke victims. Yeah. Wow. That that scares me. I'm like um, I'm the only one here of age with like widows and um and stroke victims. So I was like, better not be me. Or no. All right. When so. I die, I want you to have my guitar. Okay, as a, a way to remember me. I'll have to learn how to play guitar. Okay. okay. So mine is Saint Gerard Magella mm. or Magella, um, October sixteenth. <sighs> Patronage, childbirth. <laughs> children falsely accused people good confessions lay brothers mothers pregnant women pro-life movement unborn children mm. so i think that means you're gonna have more god children yeah you uh, are yeah well we're past that yeah people well, usually but you know the, this is so interesting the patronage you know Childbirth children falsely accused people. And we've talked about some things that I've been discerning in ministry. So that's actually very interesting. St. Gerard Mahela. I'm going to have to look a little bit more. Let me screenshot that. I'm just scared. So this has been an all-around great episode for me. So thank you, guys. St. Name Generator. Thank you, guys. Thank you so much for this experience. Yeah. (laughs) Appreciate it. So that's that's so interesting. So what are our plans next year? I want to survive. Survival. <laughs> Keep breathing. Have my heart pump. Apoplexy. Did anybody find the definition of apoplexy? Mm-hmm. How do you no. smell that? Just like it sounds. Apple? No. <laughs> <laughs> no. Apoplexy. First word. It's um, unconscious or incapacity resulting from a cerebral hemorrhage or stroke. <laughs> On that note, guys. On that note. Thank you guys yeah. so much for watching. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyways, well, I need um, and we need to get that. Uh, when I die, you get money. What's it called? Life insurance. Life insurance. Any life insurance? You have life insurance, don't you? Oh well, good to know. <laughs> yeah. We have life insurance as well. So, worth more dead than alive. <laughs> Just kidding. But anyways, you know it, it's it's been a great year actually. You know, there's there's definitely been challenges. I just got to mm-hmm. share. I just got to say that there's been definitely challenges this year. Um, but one of the if if we're Counting blessings. One of the blessings of this year was actually um, this year was when my wife and I, Maria, um, went off that stage where we knew that we got old because we got asked to be uh, sponsors or godparents for weddings um, Mm -hmm. for Josue and Sarah. And then you guys. It's like, wow, I guess we're old. Yeah, that was the first words you said instead of saying yes. Yeah. Yeah, That's all you said is, oh, I guess I'm old now. Yeah, that's what happens. That's what happens. And so the blessings of being able to invest in you guys and invest in other people. Uh, and that opportunity was, was truly um, a godsend because it allowed us to, to learn more about ourselves. And with everything that happened during COVID, you know, our family still prays together throughout the world on Zoom um, twice a week. Used to be three or four times a week, but oh my gosh, and couldn't get anything done. So on Tuesdays and Thursdays, that's when our family gets together, uh, prays the rosary, and uh, 
two or three hours of chisme. So it's all good. And then continuing with with learning more about our faith and formation. And again, book recommendation. Um, my my new saint that I really love learning about right now is um, the sales. So it's uh, he's a beautiful saint. I've been reading his book, you know, Introduction to the Devout Life, and I think everyone should really read that. Hmm. Um, so, yeah. So that's that's how I, I really truly believe that this year has been truly a blessing. People keep calling our our little um, funny podcast a ministry, so I guess it is. <laughs> it's like what ministry. Because people have been reaching on and says, I love your guys' ministry. And we're like, what ministry? And so, guess what, Tony? The podcast, I guess it's a ministry. So, in a way, we're reaching people. Yeah. So, if you're out there and, and we've reached you, um, well, it's a blessing. Thank you so much for, for continuing to support us. You, I believe you've been more a blessing to us than, than we've been to you. So, what do you guys say? Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He is. He is he, uh, born. He is, he is risen. <laughs> he's born. He's technically. Oops. This is his first risen. Yeah. <laughs> he's born. <laughs> so, on that note, anybody else have anything to say? Uh, you know, I was thinking about like, why is it like people? Or maybe it's just me. Why why do people get sad around this time and stuff? And when you guys were talking about that, and I think um, with all the songs that say like it's the most wonderful time of the year, yada yada, it's similar to like when when people um, get their faith shook with tragedies and stuff. It's like there is this secular perspective that is not grounded in reality, and the Christian reality is that there is hills and valleys. And although that, you know, you might have these songs that say these things or, you know, people or just the secular world saying that they're, they're this is the most best time and you have to be joyous. And you're like, oh, wait, well, I'm dealing with grief right now or I, you know, I lost my job this time, uh, this time of the year and or whatever the thing is like, oh, no, that that's reality. The Christian's mm-hmm. lifestyle says um even in the midst of that, there is joy. Mm-hmm. That even in the midst of that, that overcomes beyond emotional or circumstantial um, events. Um, that that is the joy right there. So to answer your question, that is the joy mm-hmm. is to have that heart. I love it when he says that. So poignant. <laughs> I don't know what that word means. <laughs> it's uh, it's apoplectic. <laughs> Just leaves me unconscious. <laughs> I'm going to be praying about this later today We are yeah. yeah and um, we'll see you guys next year uh, Hopefully we'll do a couple of uh, Reaction videos A um, couple of Things that have been going on In the church that I really want to talk about Really want to talk about And uh, would love Your comments And things like that um, You mean different guests 
Yeah, with different guests and <laughs> other people. And also an invite to the rest of you guys if you want to come on as a guest to to our podcast. Um, feel free to do so. We've invited people from the diocese. We've actually had people in the diocesan office. We've made it. Come on the show. So please do not afraid do not be afraid. We we will not eat you. Yeah, it was a good year. We even made it on the bite. Yeah, we made it on the bike. That was this year. We had diocesan staff come yeah. on. It was diocesan a good year. Diocesan staff. We good had a couple of really crazy priests. We had this, the the seminarians. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah. we traveled. Yeah. Traveled. To Orange County. It's a far off land. Far off lands. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, <laughs> we're, 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 I think we're doing okay. I think, uh, I think yeah. so. And uh, and I think we we need to accept that this is maybe a ministry that we can continue. I think uh, in reading the book of you know um, um, introduction to devout life, you know there is a calling. There is a calling to to share the faith in a forum that is that is of today. And maybe this is the way. And this, this is the way. way. This is the way. I can't believe I said that. <laughs> yeah, you do. To these two people. <laughs> this is the way. Like, you guys just responded to that in unison. <laughs> That's why we're married. <laughs> yeah. <It's> scary. <laughs> All right. On that note, Tony, you want to close us off? All right, guys. I love this switcher. Thank you, guys. Keep <laughs> praying for us. We'll be praying for you. Live a life of holiness. Be blessed and be third. <laughs> Points of highs and lows in your perspective. You know, like I, I can never remember my rap verse. I have to like pause and like, how does it go? That's pretty embarrassing. Oh, at the end of the year, I forgot. Thank uh. you to all our patrons for <laughs> continuing to support us. And um, if you'd like to be a patron, please um, be our patron. Go to. Patreon.com slash disconnected. What he said. Are we really keeping that little chug in? Yeah. It's so awkward. That's how we are. We're awkward. That's this ministry. God bless you guys. And as always, thank you so much for, um, yeah, disconnected. I'm going to stop it now. <laughs> did you stop it? I did. Didn't it? So stop recording. Oh, wait, it wasn't recording the whole time. <laughs> <laughs>
Different points of view and highs and lows A new perspective everywhere you go Open up your mind and drown with the noise And see if disconnected This Connected Podcast is brought to you by The Cabin. Want to get away and get some peace and quiet and rest? Yes, rest, but not too far away from home or the city? Want to experience a true log cabin feel in the mountains? Well, I have the recommendation for you. The Cabin is a two-bedroom, one-and-a-half bath that will do just that. With a beautiful wood fireplace lit and a glass of wine, you are sure to relax. With easy access from the main highway, private parking, easy access with stairs to the entrance, fast Wi-Fi, a full-size kitchen, and all the essential amenities will make your stay a memorable experience. This cozy log cabin was built in the early 60s with its original wood fireplace and a newly transformed deck with beautiful views of the San Bernardino Mountains. So, book your stay at the cabin in Running Springs, California. The cabin located in the San Bernardino Mountains, is a beautiful place to see the beauty of God's creation. I have known the proprietor of the cabin for many years. She has always supported the youth and young adult ministries of her community, as well as this podcast. Check out The Cabin on Instagram at thecabin2021. Again, that's at thecabin2021, T-H-E-C-A-B-I-N, 2021.